Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Cindy Collins, her friends, her family, her patients. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our family, and loyal listeners worldwide. And that means you. So thank you for calling in today, folks. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find this show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an eagle. Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, Home Business Opportunities to Increase Your Wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's transformation. Broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Want to change your life? Change your approach. And hire me, Coach Joyce, to be your life coach. We are grateful that you're here with us today, folks. We appreciate you. We'll make it worth your while because we have with us an extraordinary guest, always extraordinary, Dr. Cindy Collins. We are so grateful every time she is on our show. Okay, uh, today, mood and food. How does your mood affect your choice of the food you eat? How does the food you eat affect your mood? Hear from Dr. Cindy Collins, a health psychologist and registered dietitian who is board certified in oncology nutrition and is a member of Dietitians and Integrated and Functional Medicine. She also has her own practice uh, where she expands all that. Uh, in the private sector, our website is creationbalance.com. You might want to check that out. And you certainly, certainly want to check out today's show. Welcome, Dr. Collins. I'm always delighted when you're on our show. 
Thank you so much, Joyce, and I'm always happy to be here. Good morning to you and to anyone else who's listening. I hope I have a lot of listeners today. And please feel free at any point to press the number one if you'd like to make a comment. We might even call you in during our breaks as well. Today's topic is so important to me, and it's something that um, you know that I'm dealing with every day with the patients and the clients that I have, how our mood affects our food choices and how our food we're eating, the nutrients actually in our body, um, even to the point of maybe what our neurotransmitters are, can affect our mind or affect our behavior, can then affect mood. So if that's a little confusing to anyone, that's because this entire topic is what we call bidirectional. In other words, your mood, how you're feeling, can affect the food you're eating. But then also, um, what you do eat could also affect mood. So I'm going to go in one direction first and then the other just so we can all keep clear. And I'd like everybody to stop for just a minute and think about already today, it's about 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, what have you eaten? And why did you eat what you ate as far as how it affected you? I'm pretty sure most people had coffee uh, to increase their adrenaline, right, to maybe perk up a little. Maybe some people don't do that. They have tea instead. And some people actually may have already eaten a meal that's affecting them, especially if they have blood sugar issues, things like that. We're going to get into every level of it today. But I'm most excited to hear what questions and what ideas come from our audience. So let me start out with the part that's most simple, and that is how your mood affects your food choice. Personally, I've been giving out a survey for years now to patients as well as to college students that I teach. And in my survey, I asked them to recount, for example, in the past week, how often they were influenced to choose the food they chose. So that's called food choice, like I'm choosing to have coffee or I'm choosing to have a hamburger or I'm choosing to have a banana, to how often they choose their food because of a certain mood. For example, some people eat a certain way out of pleasure, like if they're happy. You know, if they're happy, especially if they're celebrating something, there are certain foods that they choose for celebration. Like why do we choose birthday cakes, for example? Or even if you're just happy about an event, you know, we eat in response to all kinds of moods. And other people will eat or choose certain foods because they're bored. You know, when you're bored, you don't, you probably aren't going to have lasagna, but when you're bored, you're probably going to have a snack. And you might choose a snack that's sweet or salty or, you know, something like that that's easy to eat out of boredom. Something that, you know, one after the other, one peanut after the other goes into your mouth because you're just sitting there bored. Um, A lot of people also eat from the mood of frustration. You know, they find themselves frustrated over something and they go right to the pantry or dig into the food or pull over at a fast food joint. And it really is frustration that's driving their eating. And I just want to quickly name four more. Anxiety, sadness loneliness, and reward. So all of those are coming out of mood states. Those are not even necessarily cognitive states. You might even be thinking about how you feel, but you might be eating or having an eating behavior that's coming out of a mood. So in response to your mood, you're choosing to eat and choosing to eat certain foods. I know that um, for myself, I tend to um, eat That's a response for me if I'm tired, which might produce a mood of just being 
a little under-energized, which doesn't really make sense because I, I don't really need the energy and calories. I need more of the mental energy. But um, I think everybody, I'd love to hear from some other people today on how their mood influences their food choice. Does that make sense, Joyce, uh, that your mood could affect your yes, food? Yes, Dr. Cindy, you do have a whole board full of people that called in. Uh, but before we get to them, I just wanted to say <laughs> that for me it's all of the above. Every one of those things you mentioned is a reason to eat something. Some people live to eat, others eat to live. I love to eat. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I put it right up there with my enjoyment in a movie, a show, television, reading. So it's something that gives me a great deal of pleasure. Um, it's hard to know which which of the people on the board. I have a I do have a full board uh, when they want to respond because they're all in the studio. Uh, none of them hit the number one. So I can randomly just choose one or so to see if they have a response. Like um, uh, Roy Cummings. Roy, you want to respond to Cindy's question, Dr. Cindy's question, on uh, why you uh, and, uh, choose the food you do when you do? Yes, I, I um, haven't thought about it. Uh, that's an interesting uh, idea uh, to dwell on. Is, um, I never thought of it. Uh, Foods that make me happy or when I have anxiety or I'm tired, not saying when you're tired or hungry. I'm a diabetic, uh, so, you know, when I'm hungry, I kind of want to get something into my stomach uh, to raise my sugar uh, a little bit because it gets low sometimes. Um, but I, I, I love salads. I've been eating very well. Uh, chicken, and I always have leftovers. My wife uh, always cooks. She loves to cook, so there's leftovers in the fridge. So uh, chicken, fish, and naturally salads are fresh. And then I always have, um, I like caprice, uh, so I make that with mozzarella cheese and uh, cut a tomato uh, in there and put balsamic vinaigrette in there. That's quick. And that raises my sugar level and makes me um, have energy right away. Takes the cravings mm-hmm. away so you don't overeat in something that you sh- I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a, cres- a question, Roy, about that, that fits into today's discussion? Yes. Okay, so when our blood sugar is low, a lot of people report that they can tell that because there's actually a little bit of a mood change. Like they might be a little bit maybe irritable or just don't feel quite right or some sort of shift in their feelings way before they get any other physical symptoms. Do you ever have anything like that? Yes, like I feel like your nerves, you know, you get uh, anxiety, uh, you get apprehensive, you know, if you're in traffic and you're trying to get home. You could definitely feel, I can feel my sugar level drops. I get very irritable. And, um, yes, definitely the um, the mood shifts. Okay. That's exactly what we're talking about today is how your blood sugar can actually shift your mood. And then when you eat, I bet you feel those, those that mood go away then, right? Uh, yes, almost immediately, within five minutes, uh, once I start eating, you're right. Um, but uh, before that, I could tell when my sugar drops below 100, 
and I could feel the difference between 90 uh, and 80. And when it gets down like 82, uh, I'm very irritable and lack energy, uh, another thing. Uh, so all I want to do is get something. But I keep in my glove compartment the uh, protein energy bars. Uh, they're very good, made by Kellogg. Uh, and also uh, a peanut mix, different peanuts. Um, they're in a baggie. They come. They're very good. So now, I, at least I, if I'm in traffic, I can open up my glove compartment and at least, mm. uh, you know, snack on that to bring the sugar up a little bit. That is such a smart thing to do. And what I like about your protein energy bar and your peanuts is that not only do they bring your sugar up, but because you have some protein included there, it actually attenuates your insulin, so it keeps you stable longer. If you had just grabbed, for example, a candy bar, that would have brought your sugar up, but it would have mean, meant it would come down faster again. So that's great. I hope others who are listening, um, even if they're not diabetic, if they are sensitive to their blood sugar levels, I hope they're listening to your advice because that's a really good thing to do. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in. Okay, moving on. As I said, we have a full board of people that want to talk to you, but I want you to continue. You have so much information. Uh, what I'm looking for is how people can listen, learn, and let go of the bad habits and replace them with the healthy alternatives. That's what I'm especially being focused on today. Okay. So let's go in the other direction. And thank you, Roy, for bringing us there because this is really where most of the new information is coming from especially a lot of the new research, and that's the fact that the nutrients in our body are actually driving us to eat a certain way, even sometimes just our neurotransmitters. For example, there's this new fat out there. I actually started seeing it about three years ago, but um, just another new article came across my email yesterday on this thing called butter coffee. I don't know how many people are familiar with it, but um, the butter coffee is um, it's, it's a coffee where you actually add butter. Some people are saying you should be adding Kerrygold butter. seems to make a difference for some people. Um, and they're saying that when you have so much fat in your coffee, first of all, you need to know you're looking at probably 500 calories just by doing that. But they're also saying that maybe what you're doing is putting yourself into a state where you use ketones. Now, this is a big new thing everyone's gotten interested in so-called keto diet or it's a little bit um, different than the paleo diet this is high fat and very low carbs very and lower protein as well and there's some interesting ideas that these ketones are actually revving up your brain now i have to tell you there's no good research behind this at this point but we have a lot of anecdotal data and what that means is we have people's stories saying that they're incredibly energized when they drink coffee with butter in it, that they're sharper, that they can think better, that they're very focused. If there is anybody in our audience today who is using the Bulletproof Coffee, it's called, or the Butter Coffee, uh, I'd love to hear from you. I want to hear your stories if you think that this is working for you. I know you're going to be more satiated. In other words, you're going to feel full 
because fats always do that to us. They always give us a feeling of fullness. But I'd like to hear anybody, um, you know, just check in with us on whether you're feeling like you're even more focused or anything from this from the Bulletproof coffee. Was that new to you, Joyce, the, the butter coffee? Yes, I never heard of that. I just want to say that I have a lot of people in the studio but I have no idea what's on their mind or what they want to address. Let me just go to 561-531. What is your name? 561-531, you're in the host queue. What is your name? Robert. Robert, do you want to address what uh, Dr. Cindy is asking? Well, I, I actually wanted to ask about something else, talk about, comment about something else. Uh, but uh, uh, you can go to somebody else, and I can come back. No, of, that's you know, all right. I got you. There's no way I have of knowing who on the board of all the people wants to uh, address our I, concerns. So I, go ahead and do your thing, Robert. I, I, un, I understand. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, and how are you? Good, thank you. Great. Okay, a couple of things, okay? Uh, We're talking about mood, and that's very, very interesting because uh, uh, my mood has been, thank goodness and thank other situations, very good for the past several years. And and I get up in the morning, and I'm excited about what I'm going to eat, okay? And it's things that... uh, that uh, that we've discussed in in our group and what have you. It's uh, it's uh, it's oat bran. It's uh, uh, apple cider vinegar. It's uh, uh, some oatmeal, perhaps. It's some fresh fruit with some cinnamon. It's a, a small amount of juice, perhaps. And and that's it. And that's breakfast. And that's exciting. Okay. And that I think actually reflects uh, uh, the mood I'm in, knowing that I'm starting the day. Uh, breaking the fast with some things that are are uh, healthy, and uh, uh, that holds me till lunchtime. Uh, conversely, <laughs> I remember when I wasn't really in a good mood, okay, and um, uh, that was a different time. And I remember my eating habits at that time, and they were actually uh, quite quite awful. Okay, it was. Uh, uh, just eating because uh, I felt that I had to eat, okay? And it was processed food. It was a piece of ham. There was no rhyme or reason. It was uh, taking my medication, opening up a, a vial at a time, taking one pill, closing the vial, taking another pill, closing the vial, instead of setting up an entire week with some kind of a thing. So when you're talking about mood and food, I think that's great. I I relate to it. Thank Thank you you. for sharing that. I have a question for you as well. In times of low, in times of low mood, um, a lot of studies are showing that people tend towards eating higher carbs, carbohydrate like um, pasta, crackers, cookies, things like that. And we think it might be because it actually increases the serotonin in your brain which is with the same thing that some antidepressants do, increase the serotonin. Did you ever okay. have an experience of that? Um, I, I, I don't know if there was any one food, but I, I think the uh, a lot of junk, I was, just a lot of junk. It was just whatever was close and whatever was open and, and go through it. it. There was no, you know, there was no, 
There was no happiness in it. It wasn't uh, uh, like you're talking about celebrity, uh, uh, a birthday cake or this, that. There was just, there was just eating because it was time to eat, and I, I wanted to stick around, so I knew I had to eat something. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's that makes a lot of sense. I know that answers it. It uh, reminds me of years ago. I was actually in a particular clinic where um, a lot of individuals were suffering from depression. And the one thing I asked, does anybody ever eat a birthday cake? And they hadn't eaten a birthday cake for years because nothing about food was happy for them. Like Correct. you said, they were just eating because they had to keep the body going, like putting gas in a car. That was it. So, right. and it's a shame to see when we lose our pleasure in food. You know that it really and that's a good sign for individuals to realize they need to get some help. I think. Well, right. I think that's one of the you know the keys of of of, of depression. You know, the a whole bunch of things, but certainly your eating uh, your eating uh, becomes uh, disorderly. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing All right, that. Th- All right. Thanks, Cindy. Okay. Take it easy. Again, so Why shall we go on, talk Joyce? a bit about compulsive eating for a moment since you mentioned it. Okay. So compulsive eating or overeating uh, could fall into one of two categories in my mind. One could be driven by uh, your mood or your environment as well. There's a lot of compulsive eating that comes out of anger. Um, I've actually led groups with individuals who are um, they are compulsive eating, and so they binge and then purge. So there's a lot of compulsive or overeating that's directly from a mood. Some of it has to do with our sensory cues. I I find this research so interesting. Even the temperature of the odor. Now, did you know odors have temperatures? Okay, so when you talk about different odors, we have cool odors and we have warm odors. For example, in this one study, the cool odor would have been the smell of a eucalyptus. And the warm odor was the smell of cedar wood. Individuals who were smelling cedar wood ate fewer calories. They even chose foods that were low calorie, and they didn't eat as much of anything they were eating. So sometimes even the sensory cues around you are maybe influencing you to overeat or to eat more than the calories that you need. Um, Overeating can be, and compulsive eating can be a very complex issue. Uh, I suggest anybody who feels they might be in overeating, get immediately to a dietitian who deals with with eating issues because there could be layers of reasons for why you're doing that. Some of it could be physiological, could even be a medication side effect, like steroids, for example. They cause your blood sugar to go high, but they also cause you to be extremely hungry and overeat. So you really need to have somebody look into that picture, I think. And, folks, there is no better someday somebody that I would recommend as your dietitian than Dr. Cynthia Collins. What phone number would you like to give our audience so they can connect with you? The best number to reach me directly is 561-376-0084. That would be 561 561- Three seven six zero zero eight four. If you want to make an appointment or ask Dr. Cindy a question, uh, so that would be your number. And the website is creationbalance.com. Creationbalance.com. I want you to be able to reach her. Uh, so, what is the mind and body connection? How how would you bottom line that? 
Well, if you think about your mind being your thinking and your feelings and emotions and then your body being the physical part of your body, the two are in constant communication with each other. How your body feels physically is affecting your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, and your thoughts and emotions are directly affecting your body. Uh, Candace Pert is a woman who did the research in this area years ago. She's since passed, but her work looked at even the fact that we have internal morphine. We have our own body uh, painkiller called endomorphins. And the endomorphins are communicating back and forth from the body up to the brain and from the brain down to the body. So the same thing with eating. We have a lot of different neurotransmitters like serotonin, you know, which are influencing what we're driven to eat. And we even have certain chemicals secreted when we do eat. For example, there's one called GDP-6. When you eat your meal and it's absorbed in your intestine, you feel better. Like how often have I been at lunch and someone is hungry, they finish their lunch and say, wow, I feel a lot better now. (laughs) And they feel energized and they're suddenly more alert and they're smiling. And that's probably this GDP-6, which has been in response to them absorbing their food, which even gives them a little adrenaline boost. Um, Some people that have GI disorders, they get such an adrenaline boost that they begin to turn red in the face and sweat. That's how much they are really affected by eating. And I'm not even just talking about hot peppers and things like that. I mean just regular food. So I think it's so important with this mind-body, as you're asking about, to watch yourself. You know, maybe even keep a log for a week and just watch what you eat, how it makes you feel, and what you feel driven to eat. Really think about your food choices and also think about how what you're eating is affecting you. People, most people are on total automatic. If they see it, they go for it. They see a commercial on television. <laughs> I watch the food commercials and I go, oh, God, that looks really good. I have to go to that restaurant. I sever what I'm watching, even the ads. So um, I'm definitely affected by outside stimuli. It's so true. And, you know, you brought something up I was just thinking about. Most people, I think, you know, who knows, but a lot of people, we're on automatic. But until you have a problem, for example, until you have diabetes or until you have a GI disorder, when you have a gastrointestinal disorder and the food really begins to affect you, you know, then you start paying attention. Or if you think you have food allergies, for example, I would love to cover that as well today. But first I want to talk about this diet out there that um, is being promoted to help with leaky gut syndrome. Here's another phenomenon that's become almost a fad lately. So be very careful who you listen to. Be very careful what you're reading and who it is that you're trusting um, on this issue. Uh, We do believe there's such a thing as a leaky gut. And what that is is that you actually have, um, have things that are metabolites from your food that are not staying in the gut. They're actually getting into the bloodstream. And some people think that if you ate more fermented foods, you know, food that has actual bacteria, like a yogurt. Yogurt has live culture, has bacteria, so it is sauerkraut. Um, But they feel if you were eating more fermented foods, you could address this leaky gut issue. And the diet's called the GAPS diet. And listen to what this acronym stands for. It's pretty fascinating. GAPS, G-A-P-S 
stands for gut and psychology syndrome diet. So what they're saying is something we've known for centuries. You know, old anatomists, like centuries ago, used to call the gut, the GI tract, the second brain of the body. Well, why would they call your GI tract the second brain of your body? Because they knew that it it drives you. It drives you to do what you do. So it's actually in control in a lot of ways. So this gut and psychology syndrome diet, right now the research is not that great on it. There was one study looking at 1,018 adults. It was done in San Diego. But what they did find out is that people who were of low mood, who reported that they felt depressed, guess what? They ate chocolate. Now, is that any surprise to anybody? (laughs) No, they had to do research to find that out. But they're trying to show that those individuals who had more uh, more fermented foods in their diet may not. Maybe they won't go after the chocolate or the sweets as much because they're fixing their gut problem with these fermented foods. And I know a lot of people, are their ears are perked up right now because lots of us are taking probiotics. We're putting prebiotic and probiotic in our diet. We're doing all of that to restore the natural good bacteria in our GI tract. How would you know if you had a leaky gut syndrome? Well, most people talk about having brain fog. Like, so here we are already going to mood, going to cognition. You know, if you have leaky gut, It might be, if you believe in that phenomenon, you might be experiencing that by just having less clarity in your thinking or less focus. I imagine there are a lot of people listening who are going through something like that. Uh, Dr. Cindy, you brought up probiotics. Uh, I take that every day in something called Daily Digest. Can you explain the value in that and the website that they could go to so they could access those really healthy products? I take that every single day. Yes. um, There's great value in taking probiotics because our diet by culture really doesn't have enough fermented food in it. So the probiotic then in a capsule form would give you what you need for your healthy bacteria. But you can't just take any probiotic. It really needs to be one that's a very high quality and um, has a certain number of strains. Well, what are strains? Strains are the number of individual types of bacteria. And um, it has to be something that's been tested as well. Um, but but good testing. So the one that you're taking is from Esante, E-S-S-A-N-T-E, um, dot com. And that's a, that, I think that their probiotic is one of the best on the market for sure. I would definitely recommend taking probiotic. Why don't you give them your website, Dr. Cindy? What is your website? Okay. In order to go to mine, uh, the best way is Go Green. With Cindy, just one minute. I'm grabbing the actual. Uh, it's right here. So you would E S S A N T E Organics. Run those two words together. Dot com, and then slash Go Green with Cindy. So if you're interested in that probiotic, this is the website to go to. E S S A N T E, the word organics plural. Dot com. Flash forward, go green with Cindy. That's an excellent probiotic to take. And if you're unsure about your diet or anything else you need to do with a probiotic, then contact me at my website or the number I shared earlier, and I'd be happy to assist you. 
And that would be 561-376-0084. The other product I take is Daily Digest. Talk a little about that as well. So Daily Digest is a product that has some um, enzymatic um, chemicals in it. In other words, the enzymes. Now, you have lots and lots of enzymes in your body, but you have certain enzymes that are necessary to digest your food. So these digestive enzymes, uh, they digest carbohydrates, those are your amylases or protein, your proteases, or fats, those are called lipases. Those are all put together in a compound and made into the digestive supplement. So when you take the digestive supplement, as long as it's in your system along with the meal that you've eaten, so as long as you take it either 20 minutes before or with the meal, then you can have an enhanced digestion of the food that you're eating. It doesn't mean that you're not digesting your food. It just means that you're enhancing the digestion of your food. So some people Very actually, good. yeah, will have a difficulty with digestion, and their doctor will even prescribe digestive enzymes. And I would recommend this product because I like the way it's been formulated and the way it's been tested as well. Yes, I highly recommend. Go to that website. If you want to contact me, uh, it's healthyandorganics.net. You can do that, and I will refer you back to Cindy, Dr. Cindy. So that's easy to remember, www.healthyandorganics.net. What I also recommend that is highly good for your mood is listening to this show every day. And in the words of our other health guru, Beverly Nadler, here is why you should. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we ask that you partner up with us in having that happen simply go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, and on the upper left on the home page, you will see my picture. Right under that, it says 
follow. And if you just click on that, uh, you will be one of the few thousand people uh, that follow our show. You'll know about every show, every guest, every topic. When you cannot join us at 11 a.m. Eastern, you could go to our archives 24-7. Uh, and hear any show. You can download the shows. You can share the shows. On the upper right of the home page is a search bar. And in that search bar, if you put in Dr. Cindy Collins, all her shows will come up. Again, you just click on them. If you put in the topic, everything regarding that topic will come up. So that's Joyce Barry and Friends. Dot com, andfriends.com. Do use the archives because 24-7 you can hear any shows. Also, I invite you to follow me, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, on Facebook and Twitter. All our shows are posted in those venues as well where all you need to do is simply click on it. So you want to check out Dr. Cindy's every single show. She aces it. Every single show is a learning experience. Okay, back to you, Dr. Cindy. Thank you so much. You know, um, I'm thinking about that a lot of people feel like maybe a food does affect them, but they're not really sure which one it would be or why. But I hear some crazy stories sometimes where somebody's, so certain that their mood even is affected by like cantaloupe you know or <laughs> just anything well you know if you're if you've been to the doctor and you've checked out that you don't have diabetes you don't have high blood pressure that's not controlled you don't have any kidney issues things like that it could be that you're having just a response to a food if it's a true allergy that means you're having an actual response to the protein in the food. You know, like some people have true nut allergies is a good example. But sometimes we just have sensitivities to foods. And, um, you know, everybody has their own individual story. They swear that they cannot eat a food. It makes them bloated or gives them problems with their GI tract or it makes them feel funny or giddy or sleepy. Or I've heard everything in the book that you can imagine. So what would you do about that? Well, the best thing to do is what's called an elimination diet. And it sounds really, um, it sounds scary, and actually any of the books that I've seen on it make it way too complicated, I think. An elimination diet is a simple thing. You eliminate the major groups or the major foods that you think are the problem, if, and then you just slowly, after two weeks, add them back in, another two weeks, add another one back in, another two weeks, add another one back in. You have to give it plenty of time because you can have a response to a food even 10 to 12 days later. So you have to give it two weeks, you know, before you continue to add food back in. But um, if you really don't know what the food is, and just start with a group of foods, like take all fruits out and then eat for two weeks without any fruit, and then start to add one by one, then back in. To get with a dietitian, they're very well uh, trained in how to do elimination diets. They're not that difficult. And I've seen people resolve so many problems where they had multiple feelings about a food, and they finally found the one that was the issue. One time I had a patient who did have not diabetes but trouble with blood sugar, And of all things, it was milk that was the problem. And that's very atypical. It's not the usual problem with blood sugar, but for him, it clearly was. I've seen people who can eat um, any kind of rice or other grain, but not if it's a processed rice, for example. They get terrible heartburn whenever it's processed. So 
I don't know if uh, people understand that elimination diets could answer a lot of questions for them. I yes, and uh, you have so much more to cover here, and time just flies when you're having fun. But before we proceed further, I want to share with you a song I wrote. I'm in the mood for food because (laughs) I do believe I'm very addicted. Food makes me happy. So I wrote this song, I'm in the mood for food, to the tune of, if you haven't figured it out quite yet, I'm in the mood for love. And that was written by Dorothy Fields and Jimmy McHugh, sung by such all-time greats. Sinatra, Streisand, and Nat King Cole, they've all recorded that. So bear with me, as my dad would tell you, I couldn't carry a tune if it wasn't a suitcase. But I did want to share this with you because it'll capsule uh, how I feel about food. I'm in the mood for food simply because it's near me. Funny, but when it's near me, I'm in the mood for food. Chocolate is in my soul. That's the spell I'm under. Oh, is it any wonder? I'm in the mood for food. Why stop to think of whether there are calories for you to spare? If these cravings are addictive, now I am hungry. I do not care. If there's ice cream in the house, if there is cake, I'll get it. I just cannot forget it. I'm in the mood for food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's great. That's an original now, right? (laughs) Of course it's an original. That's why I gave you the artist of I'm in the mood for love, and I told you I'm following in the footsteps of Sinatra Streisand and Nat King Cole. I'll have to get someone well, to record it that has a voice. <laughs> well, you sang it so well, I feel like eating right now, actually. You're, <laughs> you put me in the mood for food, for sure. I bet we have a lot. If only we could hear all our listeners laughing right now. I'm sure they enjoyed that song very much. Who could not be I in the mood for food, I especially like right? where it says that if there's ice cream in the house, if there is cake, I'll get it. <laughs> I just cannot mm. forget it. I'm in the mood mm. for food. So that's my take on it, folks. And mm. I, I, I want to thank all those that have called in that are on the board. We'll try to get to a couple more. But before we go on, what are the triggers for depression, Dr. Cindy? So um, some foods um, can trigger depression, and they typically have to do with those that are affecting your blood sugar, as far as we can tell. So those would be your carbs. And you know that ice cream and cake you mentioned? <laughs> those sometimes would be it. I had a feeling. So, <laughs> so, and the thing is, is uh, because when you pump up your blood sugar really good like that with a simple sugar, um, then if it takes a big dip, that's when you're at risk of affecting your mood the most. You know, you feel great right after you eat it, of course. I mean, look at kids at a birthday party running around like crazy. They're happy for other reasons, too. But we can see that kind of sugar high that people get on. And, you know, a lot of the researchers said, oh, there's no such thing. But it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. But the, then it could trigger depression 
when you don't have it. That's the difficulty. When you set up a pattern like that, any pattern that sets up a dependency on food, unfortunately, could trigger depression for people. You know, I laugh sometimes in the clinic, someone will go on and on about a food and the way they describe it. I mean, you would think that it was the most paramount thing in the world. And I would say, great, now you put a vision of this food in my head and I'll have it there until I go get it. Because like you said, if it's there, if if you're thinking of it, you're going to go get it. And that's how we are. You know, we're not like the other animals out there just driven by instinct. We're very much driven by our feelings and thoughts and even memories of food. I mean, look at all the foods we eat that are nostalgic. Just take a minute to think of that. So all of that complicated picture can trigger depression for people. And if they're either told they need to restrict food or not have food or maybe they've got a physical problem why they can't eat certain foods, I have seen people get very, very depressed mood-wise, you know, like if they're a renal, which is a kidney patient, or if they have um, a GI disorder, or or they're even told by their doctor, you need to lose weight, (laughs) you know, uh, no more carbs, you can't have any carbs at all, or you need to get on a very, restrictive diets are not a good idea, they're very, they, first of all, they cause depression, there are ways to control your weight without going on a super restrictive diet, so, Call me if you don't believe that. I'll I'll prove it to you. I've helped so many people lose weight without big restrictions at all. I'm Dr. Cindy's number is 561-376-0084. To tell you the truth, it surprised me that it's a trigger for depression. Because for me, it has always been a trigger for being upward, that quick high, that quick burst of energy. The depression is that those <laughs> things that make me feel good are not in the house, I get depressed. So I never thought mm. of, of food as a trigger for depression. And you're saying those are the sugar things. Well, do you feel a sugar drop? See, that's the thing. I mean, you, you don't have to answer the question now, but the whole point is is that once you prime the pump and your sugar is up, unless you get you have something available, then your the after effect, the aftermath can be depression. Same thing with uh, you asked about uh, compulsive eating. The aftermath of compulsive eating is usually depression. So it's a pattern. It's like a cycle, but it really takes looking in there at the behavior. So you reference so can the, I talk elimination, about some... the elimination yeah, diet um, mm-hmm. so you can figure out what it is that's good to you that's not good to you. Are there any supplements for mood? There are. So uh, first of all, if someone maybe is not eating a complete diet, they may need to take a regular multivitamin supplement. Um, there's some evidence that having deficiencies in certain nutrients can cause mental illness, in fact, but definitely depression. So, for example, vitamin B12 is one one vitamin that's been very um, highly correlated to depression or to mood changes. So, And there are supplements also that can affect mood, especially if we're talking about anxiety. So let me kind of tie that together. Elimination diets work for anxiety as well. Some foods can affect your adrenaline, your heart rate, without you even really realizing it's your heart rate, and you feel it instead as apprehension or anxiety. And doing an elimination diet can help you figure out what foods might be causing that. But also there are some really good supplements on the market for anxiety, as long as it's not 
a you know a pathological anxiety, just a mild anxiety. There's a new one called Calm, simply the word Calm, C A L M, and it's made by Gaia Herbs, G A I A, and um, it's a combination of some herbs that have been drawn from the research that's worldwide actually um, the best ones for helping with anxiety. So, you know, when you talk about food to make you happy, I see nothing wrong with eating food to be happy. Some people feel like, oh, you shouldn't tie your emotions to food. It's not a good idea. And I'm in the other camp. I disagree. I think there's nothing wrong with me being happy about eating healthy food or happy about eating a certain, you know, even like a sticky bun once in a while. Sugar, but am I going to eat? How much of it am I going to eat? And how often am I going to eat it? I can be diligent about having a healthy diet, but also occasionally just enjoy a a food for simple pleasure. The alternative, not enjoying food, as Robert had called in earlier, thats I don't think that's the solution. To be flat about food, not to be excited and happy about the food we're eating, I don't think that's the direction we want to go in. But we do want to go in a direction, just real quickly, because I know we're getting running out of time, of mindful eating. Um, we all know what mindless eating is. That's where we just eat because we don't even think about it. Someone else is eating, we ate. We walk away like, why did I even eat that? (laughs) That's mindless eating. Mindful eating would mean that you're paying attention to what you're eating. You're paying careful attention to what the food is, why you're eating it, where it came from, how healthy it is. Just be mindful about what you're eating, and that could solve a lot of the issues, the negative issues around food. And you might eat slower, too. When we're mindful, we typically do things in a little bit slower, calmer fashion. Uh, I just wanted to get back a moment. When you talk about supplements for mood, I would say the best one for me is the essential oils. By that same website, I get them all there as well. And there are many for calmness and for sleep. They have essential oils that cover just about any category. Talk a bit about that because I know you believe in that as well, Dr. Cindy, and you like that as well. I do. The essential oils bring us back to what I mentioned earlier about the sensory cues in our environment. So the sense in our environment can affect our mood but also can affect our behavior like the research I uh, cited earlier where the warm odor, which would be like a cedar wood odor, actually decreased the amount of calories that people ate. But also smells can affect our feelings of anxiety, pleasure, uh, sleepiness, you know, all of our mood can be affected by sense. And uh, I think what's what's good, and the same website we mentioned earlier, Asante Organics, they have a really nice guide that they give with their essential oils so you'll know why you're using what, you know, what possible um, effects you could have with the different oils. I think everyone's pretty familiar with, like, eucalyptus, of course, or peppermint, any kind of minty one would wake you up. But there are other scents that give or have a calming effect as well. Lavender does, and clarity sometimes comes from certain scents. Even the citrus scents can give you a little clarity. So what a nice way to try to change your mood and maybe even change your eating without having to take a bunch of pills or medications. You know, I think essential oils, we're starting to learn more and more about them, even though it's an ancient art, actually. We're starting to learn more about it in conventional medicine. I think it's a really good idea. 
Dr. Cindy, how do you get people off their B-U-T and B-U-T-T to let go of the bad habits and replace them with their healthy alternatives? You're giving people a lot of healthy alternatives. So how do we get them to get off their butt and actually do something? Well, you got to the age-old question of negative versus positive reinforcement. That's the way I see it. A lot of people come from negativity. You should do this because you need to lose weight or you, you're, you're unhealthy, so you need to go exercise. So I don't agree with that. I come in on the other direction. I think positive reinforcement, in other words, by me telling you all the great benefits and how good you're going to feel, all you have to do is make that one tiny step of trying a food or trying the change or trying the oil or trying to move and see how it makes you feel because you're not going to believe it until you experience it. Until the individual experiences that they actually feel better, they're not going to continue the behavior. So, you know, and we're short of paying you to do it. You've got to feel it and experience it yourself. And the key is to deal with it and deal with it now. Uh, what I hear most often as a coach, I totally agree with it. I'll get to it someday. So for those of you who actually believe there is a someday, I wrote this for you. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No someday on my calendar all along. I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me. It was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it, it would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and someday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when?
And that is the $64,000 question, if not now, when? So to address that, I wrote this for all of you. I really want to drive home the point that you're listening to an extraordinary show with extraordinary healthy options. What are you waiting for to start, take the first step, and if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not, now, when? If not now, when? So, Dr. Cindy, what message do you want to leave our audience with today? What is your message? My message is that your mood can affect what you eat, and what you're eating might even be affecting your mood. So take a look in there and pay attention to what you're doing, but stay positive, stay hopeful about it. And just see what you could do for yourself. Just remember that what you're eating definitely affects even the way that you're thinking. Very important. Is that kind of like mind over matter? Well, it's mind with matter. So, like the, well, how you're thinking, <laughs> your what your mind does is. Matter. Working with it, yeah. <laughs> Yet another fabulous show with great information. Folks, you want to contact Dr. Cindy, her uh, website, creationbalance.com. You definitely want to contact her. She is so knowledgeable, so good at what she does, and she's so well-versed on so much. Folks, I want to leave you with my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, 
your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. That's my special prayer. And Dr. Cindy, I can't thank you enough. You are so good at what you do. I look forward to doing shows with you. You never run out of information or love, compassion, energy. So, folks, I invite you to check her out. You have her website, her phone number, and we ask that you pay it forward, pay it backwards, do random acts of kindness, make someone happy today and every day, and we want to make you happy today and every day. And we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. You can do that right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mesh. Thank you and bless you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. I felt so inspired by her show. And her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again. As Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have a fantastic day wow. and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. Wow. <laughs>